I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Patriot Speed is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston and make every moment more on America's number one sportsbook. All right, everyone. Welcome in to another live edition of the Patriot Speed podcast here on the CLNS Media Network. Um, a bit of a surprise show. We're planning on doing Tuesday. We're going to hit you with an early show on Tuesday. But We used to call these uh, emergency episodes. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of an emergency, I guess. Um as uh, as Alex, you tweeted out, um, something came up, right? And uh, yep. Lamar said that he wants to play for the New England Patriots. And so uh, we're going to get into all of it. Uh, but first, I want to talk about our friends at FanDuel, our new sponsors of the show, FanDuel.com slash Boston. Go there and get $200 in bonus bets when you place your first $5 bet. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. They are our new presenting sponsors on the show, and I uh, want to give them a shout-out. And if you want to get in on the action, Massachusetts is here, so go to FanDuel.com slash Boston for $200 in bonus bets. So again, look, Alex, some news today. Lamar Jackson, quarterback. According to Robert Kraft, at the owners' meetings, he hears from Meek Mill. It, it's, it's a game of telephone here. It really is. But a little bit. A little bit. It's relatively concrete news, I guess. Uh, Lamar Jackson told Meek Mill who told Robert Kraft that he wants to play quarterback for the New England Patriots. And so uh, this was, at, like I said, at the owners' meetings out in Arizona. Coach Belichick spoke this morning. Robert Kraft spoke this afternoon. Uh, Belichick spoke a little bit on it. Um, he was asked about Lamar Jackson, and he basically said he doesn't talk about anyone who's not on his team. That was sort of his theme. Um, but Robert Kraft brings it up in passing that Meek Mill texted him and said he wants to play for New England. He left it up to Bill Belichick. So um, I know I have my thoughts on where this thing should go and where it could go, but I want to give it up to you first. So, okay, initial reaction, Mad Libs are awesome, right? This whole thing's a Mad Lib. Read that on the bottom of the screen. That's a Mad Lib. Yep. Um, so I, I, I had a couple of quick thoughts. Yep. First, let's, you know what, let's start with this. Okay. And what, so this wasn't like, Maybe somebody has it recorded and it hasn't come out yet, but right now this is just off tweets. I would be very interested to hear in what way Robert Kraft said this. Was he joking around? Was he serious? Um, Was it lighthearted? Like things like that. I'm not saying that, that, you know, people are lying that Robert said it. I I definitely believe he said it. And I even believe that Meek texted him. I'm just curious how he presented that information. Right. And then, you know, because was he sort of just joking around? Like, oh, yeah, no, Meek Mill told me that, yeah, sure, Lamar wants to come here. And then that leads me to my other question, which is, so this can be interpreted one of two ways, really. 
Lamar Jackson wants to come play for the Patriots is in, he wants to be a Patriot. Like this is where he wants to be. This is his number one stop. Or is it, yeah, if the Patriots give him what he wants contractually, then he would play here. Right. Right. You know, it could be one of two. It, it, is it, he's, he, he's going to tell the Ravens, trade me to the Patriots. That's it. Just where I want to go. It's going to be like Rogers with the Jets. Or is it going to be, yeah, if they had the highest offer, I'd go there and it's still a bidding war, but he hasn't like totally ruled out the Patriots, right? right. And we don't know. We don't know. There's no way to know. We'd have to go ask Lamar. We'd have to go ask Meek Mill, but those are my two initial that up. reactions. You can't get Meek on the show? I'll try. I'll, I'll <laughs> see what I can do. And then, so I guess the, the, the third question, which really sort of goes back to the first point, is how, how much does Robert really know? Does right. he just know this? Is there more? Because if you think a couple of steps ahead, let's say this, because not only did he say that Lamar wants to play here, the other big part of this was he said, according to, I think it was Karen Garrigan and Albert Breer were the two people that really put this out there. That's Bill's call. Right. Which makes it sound like in terms from an ownership point of view, which is really the money he's good with it. Right. He, if, if Bill comes to him and says, Hey, I want Lamar and he wants this, you know, high amount of dollars that Robert's going to sign the check. So he's now put Bill in the corner and he's also put Mac Jones in the corner. I know because he sits here and says, I'd prefer, like I would take another quarterback. I shouldn't say prefer. He says, I would take another quarterback and look, you hope Mac Jones understands and everybody knows how big I am into Mac Jones. And I, I, I think that it's going to become this, Mike, and I'll call this right now. And remember, I said this, there's going to develop this really stupid narrative that it's Lamar Jack. Like you're either sticking with Lamar Jack, you're, you're either team Lamar or team Mac Jones. You can't be both. There is room to recognize Mac Jones is a young player who has room to grow and could be good. and does not need to be shipped off. But at the same time, if you can get a former league MVP, why wouldn't you do that? Right. So you hope Mac Jones understands that. And by the way, we're, we'll get into Bill's comments today. We're going right back to just pushing the kids buttons as much as possible. <laughs> right where we picked off last year. Right. But it doesn't have to be one or the other, but it, it now becomes this thing where if Lamar doesn't come here, Mac knows the owner was okay with replacing him. And now the coach is in this weird spot, weird spotlight where it looks like he essentially turn down Lamar Jackson for Mac Jones. And I I've said this before. I think Bill Belichick's future is tied to Mac Jones right now, right. but let's, you know, elevate that another step where you don't think if they suck, we're going to get, you know, a, let's say they start one and three. You don't think people are going to start saying, well, you know, Robert made it sound like Bill could have had Lamar and he chose not to. And now they're one and three, right? So Bill's in a tough spot. Mac's in a tough spot. Was Robert? Maybe he was just joking, and we're all taking it way too seriously. That's definitely right. possible. You know, it's it's not like the internet to overreact to a stupid <laughs> little comment, but um, it's it's interesting. It's all very interesting. It is interesting, and you know, like you said, I guess maybe we could be looking too much into it. And Tamara Brown from Patriots.com did sort of say that it was in passing, and it wasn't a direct question, but. The things they do in this organization, most of them are calculated, right? And so for Robert Kraft to bring this up unprompted, there's a reason he did that. 
right? He knows that someone's going to take this story and run with it. And so I just, I do, I find it fascinating that he even had the wherewithal and the, you know, the reasoning behind it to bring it up. Secondly, look, I get, and you're a Mac Jones guy. I'm a Mac Jones guy. I think that Mac Jones can succeed in the NFL as a quarterback. I think, I really do think that with the right pieces around him, he could win a Super Bowl. Bill Belichick's one of the best coaches of all time. You put the right pieces around him with a coach. He has the, you know, the cerebral capability. And, you know, people talk about his arm strength. That's just inaccurate. He has a solid arm, all that good stuff. He he can run an offense, and I think he could be a Super Bowl winning quarterback eventually. Having said that, um, the Dolphins just picked up Tua's option. He's not the best quarterback in the division, but he's he's not bad. The Jets are likely to bring in Aaron Rodgers. And the Bills have Josh Allen. You're the fourth best team in the division right now, even after the improvements you made this offseason. However, you can immediately catapult yourself into the conversation when if you bring in a Lamar Jackson, who literally said, according to Meek Mill, according to Robert Kraft, that he wants to play for you. So it, at the end of the day, and I get what you're saying about, you know, was it he wants to play here? This is the only place I want to go. Send me there. Or is it, oh, if they want to pay up, I'd love to play there. That those are two different things, but they're still right. the same thing in my eyes because if someone's way, willing, he's attainable. But so I right. guess the the difference is if you give Lamar an offer, mm-hmm. is he going to take it and say, "Yep, where, where's my where's my locker? What's my jersey number?" Or yeah, although I would think Juwan Bentley probably gives him eight network yeah. together. But does he say? Does he sign and say, "Where's my locker?" Does he take that offer and go to a handful of other teams and say, "Can you top this?" Right. That's basically what the difference is. That's true. But if I'm the Patriots, I at least explore it. I feel like you absolutely have to explore it now that it's out there that he would right. at least listen. Or like it could be it could, another way to put it. So he told this to Meek Mill. Did he say, I want to play for the Patriots? Or did he say, I want to play for the Patriots, the Dolphins, the, uh, you know, this team, that team, another team, the, the, the Rams, the this, the that, the Niners. Right. Because right? those are two completely different things. Right. I just, I look at, you know, I look at how this team's set up now and you just brought in a second tight end, albeit they're not really blockers. You still need to add that blocking tight end, but you know, you have two, a double tight system. You have a Bill O'Brien who has worked with a mobile quarterback. Well, before. I'll tell you this, Mike, on the tight ends, if, if they draft Lamar Jackson, somehow keep one top one, or if they trade for Lamar Jackson, keep one top 100 pick and that's Darnell Washington. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine? That's your three. Remember when the Rams would, or the Rams, the Ravens would run the Mark Andrews, Hayden Hurst, uh, and they had a third guy in there. I, f- I forget. Uh, yeah, I can't remember who it was, but yeah. Nick, 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 but uh, Nick something. Oh, anyway. no. It was um, uh, the guy who also plays defense. Pat Ricard? Yeah. Wasn't it Pat Ricard? Wasn't yeah, he played a little bit of fullback. There was somebody else there. Yeah. But uh, Nick Boyle. Nick Boyle was his name. There was a third tight end. But regardless, right? You have three dominant tight ends. You have receivers and Juju, a possession receiver. You have a burner in Tyquan Thornton, maybe mirror a little Hollywood Brown type stuff that they ran in uh, with Greg Roman in Baltimore. I mean, you'd be cooking right off the bat. You really would be. Bill O'Brien would probably be salivating to call plays and you know design an offense around Lamar Jackson. And again, Belichick is 70 now. Is he really trying to do this, you know, rebuild-ish type thing, half, you know, we can compete, but not really. I mean, he said it today. Look at the last 25 years. You can see that we've competed, but this would really, you know, catapult you to like a, you have to make the playoffs type team in the AFC. Well, I just, I don't see how you don't explore it. I just, there's no reason to not explore it. 
a, a guy who, you know, franchise quarterbacks are so hard to find. You have to draft them and then you pay them. They're rarely traded. They're really they're rarely on the market. There is one here that is on the market. If you want to pay him, he'll come, basically. You have to you have to try and take advantage of it, in my opinion. Well, it, it to, to your point, it goes into something else Robert Kraft said that I want to talk about. He was asked about how he feels about Bill, and it was kind of like an indirect question about Bill's job security, and he sort of talked around it, yeah. and he went on for a little bit. Like, he stretched that answer out, but in the answer, he said, it's very important we make the playoffs this year. Yeah. That, to me, was telling. Yeah. And maybe that was the first Bill's heard of that. I, I don't, I doubt it, but doesn't it feel like now Bill's seats getting a little hot? Yeah. And like from a, I know for years it's been fire. Bill has always kind of been the insane crowd. It's looking a little more that way. You're, you're going on four I, years without a playoff win here. Look, I don't if think they're going to the straight case. up fire Bill Belichick. No, but there no, might be some like, sort of shifting, changing of the guards type situation. Right. You you look at, I mean, he, he lost control over his own assistance, at least to an extent this offseason, right? If you're Bill Belichick, you need to make the playoffs this year. You just do. Right. Lamar's going to get you there. Mm-hmm. And, and people will go, oh, he's only won, you know, one playoff game and he hasn't been good in the postseason. Those are very fair, valid concerns. But he is going to get you there. Right. And right now, that's kind of what the focus needs to be. They can't – I said it before in a different context. They can't afford to have another bridge year. They can't. This is a win-now year. It is, for all intents and purposes, year three of a first-round quarterback on a rookie deal. That is supposed to be a win-now year. And look – Maybe it's not with him, right? Obviously, if they go out and get... I think there's ways they can do it with him, with Mac. Yeah. But you let a guy like Brady walk. Okay, well, you better have a replacement. And the, the, the timeline around the league dictates that from when they let Brady go, from when a team moved on to a quarterback to when they got the new quarterback, this is the year that you should really be contenders. And if you don't think you can do it with Mac, you're probably going to have to do it elsewhere. Now, again, I think they can do it with Mac. But they can do it with Lamar, and it's right there for them. It's right there for them, and you know you're giving yourself a better chance. Uh, we've said it; we're back, guys, right? But I mean, right. objectively speaking, Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback than Mac Jones. Like that's not a hot take. That's not something that's. And I, I get you know the money's involved too. It's not apples to apples. There's well, a bunch of different situations. But if you're looking for your best chance to get back to the postseason, you're going to take Lamar Jackson over Mac Jones. Yeah, this is, uh, it's, what was I going to say? That's a good question. Um, I just totally, what were we saying? I just totally lost my train of thought. Just that, objectively speaking, uh, Lamar Jackson's a better quarterback than Mac Jones. So, like, I know that the contract's involved and that those aren't, you know, it's not really apples to apples. Look, there's holes right now, and, I, I, you know, me and a lot of people want a wide receiver, go get Mac Jones the real number one. There, and there's still going to be holes after you do that. And there's going to be holes with Lamar as well. This kind of goes back to that big take I had at the beginning of the winter, Mike. Do you remember this? Why is everybody so focused on finding a quarterback who can fill the holes instead of just filling in the holes for the quarterback you have? And I said the reason you have that take is because it's so much harder 
to find the quarterback that'll fill the holes and right. is to actually fill them. We have a quarterback who actually can overcome some holes that's available. So if they really don't like as ridiculous as this sounds and people are going to eye roll at me for this, but I'm sorry. If you don't want to pay the price of cost to get Jerry Judy, if you don't want to pay the price of cost to get DeAndre Hopkins, you don't want to pay the price of cost to get Brandon cooks. Well, then the only other option is to pay the price of cost to get Lamar Jackson. If you want to seriously think about winning and that's kind of where they're at. And uh, I'll just pull this up in the chat right here. I I just want to bring up one part of this. I know it's a long comment, but um, people do underrate Lamar as a passer in people who have followed CLNS for a long, long, long time. No, I was not super hot on Lamar when he came out of college, specifically because I didn't love him as a passer. And when he was in that traditional drop step, Joe Flacco offense as a rookie, you saw it. Right. He has worked so hard at improving as a passer. Like it's night and day yeah. from when it was a rookie. You, he's especially last year. I mean, before he got hurt, like whatever he did last offseason, it was just a major, major jump. It's not Tom Brady, like going out there and just pinpointing it 50 times a game. But like he is more than a good enough passer. 100%. To play at an MVP caliber with the other stuff he can do. I just, it, it honestly, it caught me by surprise kind of how just he, it, I think the biggest problem for him, he struggled to um, like replicate his motion. It's like a pitcher or a kicker right. or, or free throws, right? You can't deviate your motion. And when he came out, it was very erratic. Like last year, he just honed that thing in. So yeah. Um, don't, I, I would just encourage people don't sleep on him as a passer. You don't need to do that. It's an old narrative. I would agree. Uh, same boat too. You know, when he came out and even early on, it was, it was inconsistent. It was hit or miss. And you saw it in that first postseason, right? Um, his first postseason the year he won MVP. It was like, they went down against Tennessee and you couldn't really trust him as a strict pocket passer to come back from a ton of points. But that has certainly changed and he has worked on it and he has improved as a passer. And I think he would improve even more as a passer. In an offseason and, a, you know, going into a year with a guy like Bill O'Brien, who it, nothing against Greg Roman. He's a solid offensive coordinator, but I'd probably take O'Brien over him. And I think that they would, you know, curate an offense around him just like Roman did in Baltimore. Um, so it's interesting. And today's timeline as a whole was kind of it, it's funny how it all happened. Right. Because you had Belichick talking really very noncommittal to Mac Jones. Right. It's saying how. You know, nobody has earned a spot on the 2023 Patriots, not even the quarterback. He said that everyone's going to have the opportunity to play, uh, and he wouldn't say. Essentially, he was asked point blank, is Mac Jones the starter? And he said he didn't really say anything. And so I know people look into that a lot, and I personally think that it's just Bill not feeding into you know, the media cycle and doesn't want to give an answer because then he says that, and then they turn around and do, do, do sign Lamar or do whatever, right? And it's like, he doesn't want to. T- he doesn't want to step on his toes. And then, so he he says nothing on Mac Jones. Asked about Lamar, he also says nothing. Then they go to Robert, and Robert is in on Mac. He's like, you know, we we screwed things up last year. This is all paraphrasing, but basically, right? We screwed things up. Uh, we wanted to make changes. We've made changes. He said Mac's a lot of what we've said on this show. Robert Kraft yeah, might right. be a sneaky Patriots beat fan. Hello, Robert. I think so. Yeah, he's yeah. Hey, Rob, how you doing? He's uh. We, I'm looking for someone's name in here. That's his burner. But anyway, um, <laughs> so again, he he's sort of he's on the Mac Jones train, right? He says that you know we've made changes and we think he, he can excel now. He's in here every day. He's a hard worker. He's Team Mac. All paraphrasing. 
But then he walks away and he drops this bomb and it's like everything changes. And so I feel for, I kind of feel for Mac Jones in this situation too. He's kind of been put in a, I don't want to, you know, speak for him, but I, I would be put in a mental pretzel if I was him. What does this team think of me? You know, what, where do we go from here? Like, you, you look at him when we were just at Gillette last week for McCourty's thing, and he's there, and he shows up, and he is really the ultimate, you know, I guess, patriot. And then you, you come and you hear all this, you know, crap talked about you. It's it's an interesting dynamic, and I, I wonder what he thinks about all this. But the, the whole roller coaster today was very interesting in general, the quarterback roller coaster. Yeah, I mean, just on Bill's comments, something I talked about last year, remember? Like, why, why do you have to push the kid? I get they want to test right. him, but... Don't you at some point want things to be going well? Why does yeah. it have to be, can this kid handle the worst-case scenario? Why not? Right. Maybe, shot in the dark here, don't put him in the worst-case scenario and right. then see how it goes. I was hoping maybe with Matt Patricia gone and Joe Judge reassigned, things would change. Apparently not. Apparently it's still it like Matt we... Jones while he's down. Uh, right. I it's... and, and but the, the Lamar thing's separate from that. Because right. again, I think Kraft kind of is in the boat that I was saying before, where you can believe in Mac Jones all you want and still acknowledge Lamar Jackson is a better option. It's right. it's the stuff from Bill, it just rolling his eyes at every time Mac is mentioned. That's yeah. uh, a little much for me. And look, he didn't say I. I don't read too much into it because he didn't say anything about anything today. He was really right. tight lipped. Like his longest answers were. He pushed back on some questions about the team's cash spending, which yep. I actually thought he made some good points on that one. And he was asked about Dante Scarnecchia getting recognized by the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He gave a good answer to that, as he should have. Uh, yeah. Besides that, I mean, go back and look at the transcript. It's all one lines. It's all right. one liners. Like he's not, he was not engaged. He did not want to be there. Uh, our colleague here at CLNS, Greg Bedard, starts asking a question. Bill sees yeah. that timer's up. Did you notice it at the end? Yes, I did. Nothing yep. against Greg. He just happened to be in the wrong Hilarious. spot for the wrong time, right? And Bill just says, all right, we're done here. Gets up and leaves. Mid-question about special teams, too, yeah. of all things. Greg was getting ready to ask him about special teams. But um, Greg yeah, was great I, today because Greg kept pushing him on the on the cap, right? And he's, it, Greg, he was asking yeah, It was Greg questions. and Curran. Greg yes. and, and, and Tom Curran, I feel like we're we're driving driving the bus on that one. But Curran, Tom said something like, you know, we're having a great day today. And then Greg asked a question and then Tom goes, and then Greg had to ruin it. And Bill starts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that did happen. Tom's. I forgot about yeah, that. Good. That did happen. Yeah. The one thing that uh, Belichick did, you know, we'll, we'll, let's talk about Belichick's comments now. We, we touched on Lamar. Yeah. We'll, we'll integrate it in. But uh, the one thing that I sort of dug into with Bill was his answer on John Jones um, because – they asked him about Jones and him coming back. And again, he was very, he was very tight lipped today. He doesn't like, he doesn't want to talk. I'm surprised they didn't have the orange juice in hand, but um, asked about John Jones said that was a big one. He's been a great player for us for a long time in a lot of different roles. And he also mentioned that uh, it'll help with the loss of Devin McCourty. So Jones played corner all last year. Um, but Bill goes out of his way to mention that he's going to help in different roles this season and that, again, it will help fill the McCourty hole. Makes me think that they're going to use him as a chess piece on the defense. That's a reason they brought him back. Use him at corner, use him at safety, and they're going to sort of maybe try this amoeba-type situation in the defensive backfield with all guys who can play on all different positions. So that's the one thing that I kind of um, I thought was, I guess, an interesting – the most interesting thing Bill said was just that uh, he does a lot of different things for us. So I, I... – I wonder on that, you know, do he mean when he says he's going to fill in for Devin McCourty? I honestly interpreted that not positionally, but as a communicator, 
and, and we heard about Devin making all the calls back then. We know John Jones has done it, right? He's been there before. He's been there for a long time. All that. Yep. Yeah, I I, I interpreted that as communicator, not so much that Jonathan Jones is going to be back there playing free safety. But if he is, right. all right. So now Jalen Mills is playing free safety. Now Jonathan Jones is playing free safety. That need at corners just becoming more and more Joey exacerbated, right. right? Joey right. Porter, Devin Witherspoon. We didn't get to have that debate on the mock last week, unfortunately. Um, is it trade down Deontay Banks, Julius Brents, whatever like that? You're just you're not losing corners, right? But you're losing corners if you're moving all these guys to safety. So, right. Yeah. I, I again, I interpret it. I, I still think John Jones is going to play corner. Most like they'll mix them in everywhere, but yeah, I interpreted that as more communication. But if, if he's going to be a safety and Jalen Mills is going to be safety, well, now it's not just you're short at corner in terms of height. Like you don't have the bodies. Right. So that's interesting. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, let's get back into it because um, what I guess what other thoughts did you have about, you know, what Bill had to say today? I mean, he said a lot. I had five takeaways that I kind of did and I wrote it up on clmsmedia.com so you can check it out. Um, but and that, that's that's for the audience, I'm sure. I'm sure you either read it, but I'm not talking to you, Alex. I'm talking to the fans. Yeah, Go to clms.com. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, not non-committal on Mac. John Jones could be a chess piece. Um, the other one, the other interesting one I want to get your thoughts on it was – he was asked by Mike Reese about a message to the fans, right? And he says, you know, it's a, we got a long way to go. It's still March. We play in September. Um, there's a lot of work to do. And then Mike asked why the page, or why fans should be optimistic. And he basically said, well, look at the last 25 years. A good answer, I suppose, because, you know, your resume speaks for itself. You've done all this, you know, this great, these great things for, you know, this community, this franchise, this area. But he also was asked about, other things right you know what did you think of mac jones last year and he says well we're not looking at the past we have to look at 2023 don't ask me about the past there's no need to look in the past let's look forward and then when he's asked about why we should be optimistic well let's look in the past and let's look at what we've done so it's a little bit um hypocritical i suppose it directly contradicts what he says about the other stuff but uh what do you think of those comments and ben watson by the way just replied to one of those tweets about the 25 year comments said oh really? coach told us daily the past didn't matter wow um, it was annoying. And yeah, I, I mean, he went, he went scoreboard, right? He said yep. scoreboard and look, it's a weird question. It, it's right. tough to answer that in the position he's in, but there was a better way to answer it. I, I don't know off the top of my head what it would have been. Um, I would have probably said just, we've got a lot to be excited about and left it at that. We know he's also fine just sitting there and not answering a question until somebody else asks one. Right. But like, and he did it twice. So everybody's focused on that 25, the last 25 years. And like, that's obviously a much bigger um, example. Yeah. There's Ben Watson. Um, you know, obviously it's a much bigger example when he says, look at the last 25 years, but when he was asked about cam accord and he was asked, I'm paraphrasing here, but after last year, why do you think cam accord is the right yeah. coach to lead the special teams? And his answer was, so he started off and he said, you know, well, everything was bad last year. It wasn't just special teams. 
And then he got pressed on a little bit. And he said, well, look, we had the best special teams unit in 2020, which was Cam Accord's first year. We had the best special teams unit in 2020. Okay, you did. <laughs> right. But that was two years ago. And football is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately sport. Yep. So it does feel a little bit like he's maybe resting on his laurels here. Yeah. Like that was – that. that's what – Felger and Maz say to the people who call in and it, it tried to defend Bill Belichick, like, yeah. like Oh, look at the last 25 years. Right. Right. And he Again, actually and, did and, it. <laughs> and it's kind of funny to go off to line it up with Kraft's comment. When Kraft gets asked, how do you feel about Bill maybe breaking Shula's record? How important is that? And Kraft says, well, it's very important. We make the playoffs. Right. And we want to win. Asked, like, right. Yeah. And when Bill's asked to look forward, he says, look at the last 25 years. So that was um, a head scratcher to me. Yep. Uh, my other big takeaways, I have something up as well, by the way, on 98.5thesportsup.com on all of this. Yep. Uh, I thought it was interesting that he, when talking about Mike Kosicki, said hopefully we'll use him correctly. Because as we've talked about with Johnny Smith, right? Wasn't a perfect player by any means, but it it does feel like there was a usage issue there. Yeah. Uh, and then another interesting comment, obviously Matt Patricia. Was asked yep. if Matt Patricia worked for the Patriots next year. He said, I don't know. That's probably a no. Yeah. He's not going to come out definitively and say no, because he never rules right. anything out. That's not what he does. Yeah. But, man, if there's ever time to say no. I know. <laughs> especially because, And I don't know, like, we haven't been on since the Joe Judge, Judge right? Yeah, I don't think we That have. was Friday, I believe, yeah. right? Yep. So, you know, it kind of ties, like, that was another one where it's, is it the worst thing in the world? No. And having Joe, oh, no, that was on Thursday. We did talk about that. I did do this. But, like, if right, Judge okay. is going to be here, he's now in the best spot for him, which is overseeing special teams. But why does he have to be here? This guy clearly caused such an issue right. last year. And I feel like it's the same thing with Patricia. So you'll shoot down Mac Jones as the starting quarterback, but leave the door even a little bit. Right. It's a jar. A little bit. Leave the door open for Matt Patricia. So that was just, that was another one that stood out to me. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't, where does he fit? I mean, because it, it comes out right as judge, uh, he's going to fill the assistant head coach slash advisor role. And in Albert, you can Breer's have however name, many advisors as you want. Well, but I mean, in Breer's no report, in Breer's report, he basically said that he is going to, um, he's going to take on the personnel elements that Patricia did in 2020. And you so people do that. They, you're not going to fill had them two on people offense. Call defense. They've had two people call defense for the last five years. Yeah, They'll that's 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 fair. Work. But I just I. Like you said, it, that would been the, that would have been the perfect time to be like, no, we're gonna move. He never, he would never. He's never gonna say that. He's never he gonna say do we're it, moving on from that. So, uh, he could have said, I, I don't know. Or yeah, he could have right. said something besides, I don't know. Right? There could yeah, he have been, said, not know, sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, that's what he said. He said, not sure. Yeah, not sure. That makes it honestly to me. That makes it sound like it's up to Patricia. Yeah. Which would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. He, we haven't heard anything. He interviewed. He was at the owners' jobs. meetings last year, wasn't he? Patricia with Bill. I think he was out there with that him last sounds year. Sounds right. Yeah. You know, but like he interviewed for those jobs in Denver and he didn't get them. And it sounded like they still might hire him. And then we haven't heard right. anything. So is he still interviewing? Is he in Denver? Like, we don't know. He was, he was in Foxborough last week. Yep. So he was at Devin McCourty's retirement press conference. I honestly don't look a ton into that because 
they he was the uh the safeties coach the year Devin switched positions. He was the defensive coordinator for a while. Like they're they have a very close relationship. That's a guy who's been very important to Devin McCourty. And I he made, think, it, he made it he made an effort to shout him out during his speech and everything too. Right. I think even if he'd gotten hired by the Broncos, he still would have been there. Like right. I think that that is a different thing. Yeah. Um, well, I had one more take on, or one more thing on Bill, and then we can get to a little Jerry Judy action. Um, if I can jog my memory. Um, I just, uh, the other thing, I guess, um, and it sort of ties into Lamar, but he doesn't want to talk about anyone that is, that as of right now is not supposed to be wearing blue, red, and white on Sundays in, in, front. right. Uh, Jake Bailey, he's asked about him. He said Jake's comments are Jake's comments. He's asked about interest in Odell Beckham. He says, I'm not going to talk about anyone that's not on this team, period. He's asked about Lamar. He says the same thing. I'm not going to talk about anyone on any other team. He didn't even really talk about Jacoby. He kind of shut that one down. Yeah, right. Yeah, he, that's right. Ben Volan asked him, or no, I think it was Karn. Sorry, asked about. Somebody the, said, like, what do you lose in, in Jacoby Myers? And he just kind of sat there until somebody else yeah. asked the question. Yeah, and it was like, uh, he asked about the switch too. He, he basically said another, like what Kyron asked at one point was, why did you feel it was right to switch out Jacoby Myers for uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and basically trade him? And all he said was, that's not how it worked. Free agency's different. It wasn't a trade. Um, right. But yeah, he, he was really, you know, he was tight-lipped about most things today as we sort of expected him to be. Um so that's that. Um, I guess we can round this out, Alex, with some uh, some Jerry Judy talk from yesterday and then maybe take some questions if we have some time. Um, so if you guys want us to get to questions, um, just drop them in the chat and we'll talk about Jerry Judy first uh, and then get to some of those before we get out of here. So Sean Payton yesterday, comment comes out that Sean Payton said the Broncos are not trading Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy. Um Mike Kliss from Denver comes out and says, you know, basically the same thing well, that, you know, he had this last week and that it would probably take a first round pick in order to actually pry one of them away. So there was a first report there mm-hmm. uh, Sunday morning that, and this is from Jeff Legwald of ESPN, quote, if oh, the right. Broncos do not reduce their asking price for Judy, personnel executives believe it's more likely he now would be dealt closer to the draft. Right. And okay. then after that, you had uh, Sean Payton come out and say, we're not trading those two. And then you had the report from Mike Kliss say, they're not trading them because nobody met their price. Right. And that to me is the key element there because, and I know I'm not like the first to make this comparison, but on, and I, and I, I wrote this all out on a on February 27th, 2019. Uh, then New York Giants general manager Dave Gettleman said for the second time that week, we're not trading Odell Beckham. We didn't sign him to trade him. Two weeks later, Odell Beckham was traded to the Cleveland Browns. On uh, March 27, 2022, Titans GM John Robinson. Yep. This is the comparison the, for me. The Titans okay. weren't going to trade A.J. Brown. A couple weeks later, Diana Rossini reported the Tennessee Titans are not shopping or taking calls on wide receiver A.J. Brown. On April 7th, Mike Vrabel says uh, on a potential trade, not as long as I'm the coach. Right. On April 28th, A.J. Brown is traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. This, to me, is the Broncos saying, come on, guys, you got to give us a little more. 
Right. Let's go up the yeah. offers. And where it differs is I do think they will hold on to Judy. They don't have to trade him. This is not to open salary cap. This is to this point, not a disgruntled player. We haven't right. heard that. Now, maybe he's sitting there thinking, you're trying to trade me. Just at that point, trade me. I don't want to play here anymore. And if he, if that became public, if it comes out and we find out he no longer wants to play for the Broncos, that changes everything. Yep. But as it stands right now, you want you want to trade 14 for Judy or no? That's pretty much where it's at. And to me, there's two ways to answer that question. If the Patriots have a plan for the 14th overall pick that does not involve a wide receiver, then you don't make the trade. Then you don't make the trade and you try to get back in on Hopkins or, and this is obviously assuming Lamar doesn't come here. You either try to get back in on Hopkins or see if somebody else has become available or you take your shot in the second or third round, guys like Marvin Mims, Taylor Scott, or sorry, Tyler Scott, guys like that. And you try to piece it all together. The other possibility is the Patriots do want to use that 14th pick on a receiver. Mm -hmm. In which case, assuming they believe Jerry Judy is a better player than any of the receivers on the board, which they should, Jerry Judy would be the best receiver in this class. And by the way, age is not a factor. He is 14 months older than Jordan Addison. That's wild. Yeah, he's only 23. Yeah, and, right. and he's got like a year. He's got like I think it's a little under two years on on. Uh, or no, sorry, it's Zay Flowers. He's got sixteen months on Zay Flowers. He's got a little under two years on JSN. Those are the two guys I looked up. Gotcha. So age not thing here. The upside's still there. If you believe Jerry Judy's a better player, use the asset on the better player. Right. If you believe Jerry Judy is better than Zay Flowers in twenty twenty three, it's Jerry Judy. If, which, by the way, I think he is. Mm-hmm. If you believe Jerry Judy is better than Jackson Smith and Jigbo in 2023, then you trade the pick for Jerry Judy. And people are going to come back at me and say, well, no, because it's about the contract. You get four or five years of team control on a young player. One, that's only good if the player pans out. And we know what right. their track record is at wide receiver. The other thing I would say is Judy doesn't become this albatross of a contract the second you pay him. He's still on the the extension, right? Right. He's on the last year of his rookie deal, which is, I think, like four or five million dollars. It's insanely reasonable. Mm -hmm. And then the fifth year option, I think, is like 14 or 15 million, which is not insignificant, but for what top end receivers go for, it's not a lot. The extension doesn't kick in, assuming you pick up the fifth year option, which I'm pretty sure the Patriots would do. The fifth year option doesn't kick in until 2025. And at that point, Mike, how many times do teams sign a big contract? We all sit there and go, oh, my God, this, this money's insane. And then, like, three years later, it's a team-friendly deal because yep, of the players are on the league, right? Yep. So you sign the contract now. Maybe he's, like, the, I don't know, eight, pull number out of my ass. Eighth or ninth highest paid receiver in the league. Yep. By the time that extension kicks in, he's going to be, like, the 15th highest paid receiver in football. So the whole rookie contract thing, I don't care. Win right. now year. He's going to be affordable this year. That's now that's the point yeah. I would make is go ahead. Right. Yep. So I just to close that out. Sure. If they believe JSN, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, whoever it is, if they believe any of those three players are better than Jerry Judy right now, then you keep 14 and you make the pick. I don't think they'll believe that. Right. 
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're gonna take a wide receiver with 14, take just take Jerry Judy, just take Jerry Judy. Right, and you know, like building off of that and what you said about you know the contract and you know looking towards the future and well, you would have you know team control of a JSN where you don't have that on Judy. Do they really have the luxury right now? Because Robert just said it's important that we make the playoffs this year. Jerry Judy allows you to make the playoffs this year, and then you can extend them, and it's still worth it. He's like, it's not the age. You're right. It's not a factor. And you go get a guy who's better now can help you win now. And then you go sign him to an extension and you pair him with a Mac Jones, a dare I say yeah, Lamar Jackson. It's a whole different story because you know, you have to you, give up 14 you, in that situation. You're so. going to have to give up 14. You can't yeah, get but, Lamar. I, I, that would be spectacular yeah, if they, that was one of the Lamar questions in the Judy. Yeah, that was yeah, a question oh, yeah. I, if you could get I to both. I don't believe that would be possible. I, I, I don't know happen. how they would do that. Uh, unless, uh, I mean, down the road, you could sign Jared Judy as a free agent. That would be how you right. do it. But Yeah. Um, but again, assuming that Max yeah. your guy in this situation, you go pair him with Judy this year. It, it allows you to win now, and it also makes sense for your future. you got to pay good players in the league. Like, I, I hate right. the, the narrative, well, the Patriots don't, play, don't pay, and that's not how they do things. Like, you have to pay good players. It's a... It's a good thing to have to, you know, pay a quarterback. It's a good thing to have to pay a wide receiver because they're quality players who will bring to you, you know, bring quality play to your team. I guess that's the best way to put it, right? Um, so yeah, I think I think Judy makes sense at fourteen if that's the way they want to go. Um, so I guess we'll see what happens, but that's the report there on Judy. Um, let's get to a few of your questions, then we got to kick it. We got to cut this one a little early, but um, yeah. I want to we'll, pull we'll, this up right away here. Yeah. So somebody said, um, we are fools if we don't see the potential in JSN or Zay on real. Those aren't developing wideouts like Harry or Thornton. Watch and see next year's results on both. I- I'm curious what this person bases us off of, because if it's purely on draft position, uh, JS, like go, go, and I've done this before. You put him in last year's class. JSN's probably going about where Nikhil Harry went in the draft and Zay's going about where Taekwon Thornton went. Right. You can't go off of, well, this guy's a projected top 15 receiver, so that means he's good. Can't do it this year because it's it's different. It's it's a different class. It's different players. The top receiver in this class is the fourth or fifth receiver off the board last year. Uh, 20, 25 picks later. Very different right. conversation. Not saying that J.S. Enders, they aren't good. But how many second and third round receivers, fourth round receivers, have we seen pan out the last couple of years because the wide receiver class have been so deep. Those years were so extraordinary. Like this is a massive back to reality year 
for wide receivers, you need to kind of uh, change your mind. You can't look at it in that same context like we have the last couple of years. Right. Um, so this is an interesting one. Do we think Lamar will be traded before the draft or after? Uh, it's uh, – what do I think? Uh, I'm just going to guess and say before. It sounds like, you know, he requested the trade. He made it publicly today. He wants to get a move on things, get in a new situation, what have you. Uh, not that he holds all the cards, but I think it'll happen before the draft. Having said that, a team, like we've talked about it on the show, a team like the San Francisco 49ers, who don't have a first-round pick, or a team like the Miami Dolphins, who don't have a first-round pick this year, uh, significantly benefit if this happens after the draft. Because depending yeah. on how Lamar wants to do it and whether he wants to sign his contract and then be traded on the franchise tag, or if he wants to sign long-term and then be traded, or then have the trade go through with the two first-round picks, Miami can then make the trade with next year's first-round pick. San Fran can make the trade with next year's first-round pick. So I think it'll happen before, but a team in Miami who, yeah, they did just pick up uh, to a 50-year option, but that doesn't really matter at the end of the day. You can get you can get out of that, and you can – not that you can get out of it, but you can make it work if you can get a guy like Lamar Jackson in. So teams would benefit from it be, uh, happening after, but I think it probably happened before. Yeah, I I think it happens before. It, it makes more sense for the Ravens. It makes more sense for the team acquiring Lamar Jackson. It makes more sense for Lamar. Yeah. Report dates April 17th, Mike. Like, that's right. when, at least for the Patriots, around that for the rest of the league, that's before the draft. No, right. this thing's going to get done in the next couple of weeks here, wherever it is, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's New England or not. This thing's going to get done in the next couple of weeks. If it doesn't, yeah. now, now you start talking about – because now the value's lower because just using the Patriots as an example – if you're the Ravens, you're trading Lamar to the Patriots, you know you're getting the 14th pick. If it happens after the draft, well, now you're getting a pick that you don't know that's probably lower. Right. In a because draft class. Yep. Right. In a draft class that you are much less familiar with. So now the asking price goes up. Now maybe it goes, all right. So to get again, hypothetical to get Lamar right now, this year's first, next year's first. I think if you wait until after the draft, it becomes three first-round picks, right? Because there's so much more unsurety in what you're doing. So it's going to happen. Like, if it goes till after the draft, now you're talking about, well, does he hold out? Does he sit out? Because uh, teams are going to be less inclined to get a deal done. And, yeah, it's it's got to be before the draft. Yeah. Um, I guess let's stick to uh, Lamar here because that's sort of the topic of discussion yeah. today. And if we do get Lamar, how do we pair wide receivers and tight ends next year? Again, so are you, the two tight ends you're working with right now in Henry and Gesicki are not here next year. So you're right. going to have to re-sign or repay there. Um, you'll probably end up drafting. We talked about Darnell Washington. But um, I guess, what do, you, what do you think on this one? Yeah, that, that would be very interesting. Yeah. How do you go about that? Now, they would have cap space next year because the cap will increase. And I'm sure they'll do some maneuvering where – Lamar would get, well, actually, no, he wouldn't have any salary to convert to signing bo- or signing bonus to convert to salary if it's fully guaranteed. Right. I think you probably find yourself in a spot like the Broncos are in right now. You look at guys who would be on expiring contracts, so that would be the class of 2021. So you start looking at guys like Ramondre Stevenson. You, uh, who else was in that class? You look at a guy like Christian, Christian Barmore. And you try to trade those guys for top 100 picks. Right. Because you're not going to sign them anyway. That would probably be what they would do. Yeah. Uh, 
I guess. Well, wouldn't the Ravens want to trade Lamar to an NFC or an NFC team? I mean, do they really? I guess they do have the luxury because they do control it at the end of the day. But at this point, so this is what sort of how I think about it because teams have the ability right now to offer Lamar Jackson a contract, and they right. haven't really done that yet. So now all of a sudden he wants to be traded, and teams are going to come chomping at the bit. Like that's what I don't really understand. I think he was going to get traded either way. Right. Honestly, I think what would have happened is if the Ravens found out he was going to sign an offer sheet, they they would have matched and then traded. Yeah. So, or, or or had him, or traded him on the, because they can still trade him on the tender too. He just has to right. sign it. But as for like how much control do the Ravens have in this, wouldn't they rather trade him to an NFC team? It goes back to something we talked about much earlier in the show, Mike. Does Lamar want to play for the Patriots, period? Or are the Patriots one of the team Lamar Jackson wants to play for, right? right? If he gives the Ravens a list of five teams, they're going to try to trade him to whatever NFC teams are on that list. Exactly. If it's if the list is the Patriots, period, well, it, then yes, then they lose some leverage there. So, and again, I think it's, it's I interpret it as the Patriots are one of the teams Lamar would want to play for. Right. If If the Patriots get the same offer, or sorry, if the Ravens get the same offer from the Patriots and like Seattle, they're going to trade him to Seattle mm-hmm. because he's in the NFC and they don't have to deal with him. hundred percent. Yep. So it, it depends on exactly like who comes knocking here, but I would assume they would rather trade him to an NFC team. I think they will have some flexibility in that. It is tough to say how much though. You mentioned fully guaranteed contract. Do you believe he will get that fully guaranteed contract? There's been something, there's, you know, been back and forth with pseudo agents and him representing himself and all that. At the end of the day, I still think he's going to get a fully guaranteed deal. The length of it, the amount of salary on it, who knows, but I I do think it'll end up being fully guaranteed. He's going to get, in my mind, a heavily guaranteed contract. Yeah. Uh, That, whether it's like full 100%, I... I don't know. Like to me, interpreting kind of what he said, I think he's less interested in a hundred percent guaranteed contract and it's more, he wants X amount of guaranteed dollars, right? right. He wants 250 million guaranteed. If I think in his mind, like if there's $50 million in bonuses on top of that, all the better. But right. as long as it's 250 million guaranteed, like he's happy. So that's how I look at it. Uh, I, I don't know for sure. That's just kind of me reading the tea leaves, but, and, and will he get that? I don't think so, but I think he will get very close. I, I think we're all going to be surprised just how close he got, because if he was willing to settle, I think he would have settled by now. True. Um, let's close it out on this. This will be the last one. And I thought I was thinking about this earlier and I mean, it's true, right? Eventually you're going to have to pay Mac Jones. If he has a decent year this year, like Daniel Jones did, Daniel Jones just got what forty million a pop or thirty million a pop, something right around there. So, like your event, the comment is if if you're listening and not watching, people forgetting we eventually have to pay Mac Jones. Would you rather overpay for a top five to seven QB in Lamar Jackson or overpay Mac? It, overpay isn't the right word here because it's it's all when it's, it's not, all an overpay. It's not an overpay. It's market exactly. Value. Right. You quarterbacks are getting paid and that's market value. And that's just what you have to do in order to compete in the NFL. You have, if you have a good quarterback, you really got to pay him a ton of money or you got to go back to the drawing board. So yeah, if Mac does have a good year this year, they're going to have to, you know, do his fifth year option or eventually go extension and go that route. Um, so would you rather overpay for Lamar Jackson or overpay Mac Jones? I still say Lamar. 
I still say Lamar. I think objectively he's a better quarterback. It's going to be a little bit more money, but you're going to have to pay Mac. That's that's just how it goes in this league, and so I would probably go Lamar over Mac. Well, you pay, you pay the better player, but there is a third right. option here. And I know we just talked about it being a, a, a winner bust year and, and Robert Kraft saying, you know, it's very important the Patriots make the playoffs and what that maybe means for Bill's standing. Does Bill see it that way? Does he think he's head coach for life? Because the third option is you don't pay Mac and you dip into what's a much stronger quarterback class next year and reset the clock. Yeah. And Bill doesn't seem to be a very big fan of Mac. Does he just think, you know what? Give me another window on a rookie contract and look they blew this one right mm-hmm. so i can they manage another like hopefully he manages the next one's better if he gets another chance which i don't think he would but does he just sit there and say i you know there's been rumors that bill doesn't like quarterbacks very much yeah it's kind of been speculated does he just sit there and say i'm just gonna keep drafting them i'm not paying any of these guys i'm not spending money at this position that's the other option as well here it's just a bad – that's bad business to not pay your quarterbacks. I'm sorry. It's the most important position on the field, and you got to do it. Um, having said that, I guess we'll see what happens, and we'll close it out with that because Lamar Jackson wants to be a Patriot, according to Meek Mill, according to Bill Bell, or according to Meek Mill, according to Robert Kraft. So an interesting, very interesting storyline here uh, as the Patriots offseason rolls on. Um, that's our that's our, uh, that's our reaction to it. We're sticking to it for now. Um, we will be back on Thursday to do a mock draft. Um, we are sponsored by FanDuel. FanDuel is our new uh, wagering partner here at CLNS Media and the new uh, lead sponsor on the Patriots Beat Podcast. So if you want to get on the action, go to FanDuel.com slash Boston for those $200 in bonus bets. All you got to do is deposit 10, bet 5. Super easy. Get on the action with us at, here at CLNS Media. Go to FanDuel.com slash Boston. Um, again, reason we came on, a lot of breaking news, a lot of news out in Arizona at those owners meetings. Bill didn't have much to say, but Robert Kraft certainly did telling uh, reporters out there that uh, Lamar Jackson wants to be a Patriot. So we'll see where it goes. We'll see what happens. Um, Again, we will be back on Thursday to do another mock draft. Uh, We're going to do them every Thursday going into the NFL draft at the end of April. So make sure you subscribe to Patriots Press Pass on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at RealAlexBark and at Mike Cadlick. And read our stuff uh, as this offseason rolls on. 98.5 The Sports Hub for Alex. CLNSmedia.com for myself. Again, Turn on those notifications and join us on Thursday for our third, fourth mock draft of the offseason. And until then, thanks for watching.